0: and welcome to the fourth episode of Relating to DevSecOps, where we explore the product engineering, security, and ops topics of today with representation from all teams involved so that we can solve some real-world problems with the people that face them. On this podcast, we want to debate controversial topics, challenge each other's opinions, and try to clear some air. I'm your host, Ken Tola, representing security, and today I'm joined again by Jameson Colburn, representing DevOps, and Simon Dolo, holding it down for product engineering and development. So let's jump right in. We took a break for about a week, but we're back, and hopefully we are all well-rested and can jump right back into the into the topics. And I think I'm giving up on announcing topics beforehand because we seem to get into the weeds pretty quickly, and I'm trying to keep these down to 30 minutes, but we're we're slowly getting there and learning from our mistakes as we go. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to take it one topic at a time from now on, uh, and then if we get to the second topics, then we'll announce them then. Today's topic, or our first topic, is basically the one that we did not get to in the last episode, number three, which is application logging. Uh, and logging is one of these things that I've been wanting to get into for a while because I do feel like everyone wants to get something different out of the logs. And it's one of these topics that has uh, opinions that differ even amongst contributors within the same type of vertical, whether that's security or operations, incident response, or product engineering... You know, even there's disagreement even within those, those verticals. So I think we want to get one side of those opinions from each of these areas and, and go from there. And I'd, I'd like to turn it over to you two to really start this one off because, you know, the first three episodes have really been security focused. And I think it'd be, be great if we um, sort of kicked it off from development or DevOps uh, as a application logging kickoff.
1: That sounds fantastic. I'm, I'm so excited about this topic. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Uh, there's so many aspects of logging that are just either amazing or horrible. Uh, first and foremost for me, I'll say logging is in its most base sense, uh, somewhere I can go that has a list of things that I can put into Google. So that Stack Overflow can tell me how to fix my code. That is, that is what logging is to me and why I'm so happy about this topic.
0: With that Stack Overflow comment, you just made like every sec- application security engineer just go, like their ears just perked up, I'm sure. <laughs> um, the amount of vulnerabilities introduced from Stack Overflow is, uh, is is pretty astronomical. There was like some study on that recently, but that's not the topic. Maybe that's for... You have to uh, stay on track this stuff. time. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll keep it on track. So, uh, Jameson, what, I mean, what about you? Any... Any like uh, sort of just overview of how you view logging or or what it okay, what it means to you in DevOps?
2: Logging should be standardized. Logging should be centralized, <laughs> and I want to say logging should be sane, but that's kind of goes without saying. But also goes out the window very quickly. I mean, really, I guess right off the top of my head, right? Like one of the big things that you don't see is some sort of logging standard i know a lot of companies talk about it but very few actually implement it and logging (laughs) itself is something that's very neglected right i I think it's not as it's important to have logs don't get me wrong right but it's important to have quality like quality within your logs and i think it is something that is very neglected right there's not a lot of thought that's necessarily always put into hey this is something i should log you kind of have one end of the spectrum or the other either you don't have enough logs or you have too much and, and kind of that level of verbosity should be more granular than, you know, your straight up debug logs versus your, you know, normal log. So um, that, that's my, my 30 second spiel, I guess, but I, I have a lot of opinions here as well. Similar to Simon, excited to be talking about logging. It's one of my, one of my favorite things. Yeah. Jameson, what I really appreciate
1: about that is you didn't even answer the question. The, the question was what What do logs mean to you?" And you basically just whipped out like your ten commandments of how logs should be, <laughs> with no purpose of using them. Which I just is just so good.
2: <laughs> it, it's. I think what do logs mean to me is a loaded question. I, I think you know there. As I, said, I mean, I did say logs are important, um, but yeah, fair enough, Simon. <laughs>
0: Or well, what do you want to get out of the logs? So, Simon, I mean, you you talked about, like, you want to understand what the problem is so that you know how to fix it. Uh, Jameson, you mentioned, like, standardization and Order. Uh, making sure that it's, like, centralized and that there's just a consistent place to go to. And those things sort of should go hand in hand. Uh, from my perspective, it's trying to understand what logs can be used to facilitate security response. Uh, or facil- facilitate a, prob- a security problem within an application. Um, and I think that sort of goes into everything that you're talking about. Like if there's no standard, then I can't really uh, understand what, what I can get out of the logs. I have to spend time t- trying to deduce what the problem is. If they're not centralized or, um, or they're logging too much or they're logging too little, you know, there's a, sec- there's a security vulnerability if it logs too much. Uh, I can't get what I need done if it's logging too little. So uh, there's a lot of things to un- unpack there, I think. Um, but since you brought it up, let's talk about log standards. I mean, what do you want to see, in or what what do you two want to see in a log standard?
1: I mean, without you know poking fun at James and having having an order and having a consistent uh, readable like dictionary or uh, output that is easy to follow and track problems is good to me. I, I, I think you mentioned that having too much data or I guess too much, uh, you know, information logged can be a security threat. And I, I disagree with that. I think it's it's the level of information and in what you're logging that really matters. And, you know, the, 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 from a developer perspective, this always starts with, you know, a hello world app that's breaking, right? That's your kind of your first, first exposure uh, into requiring logs. Well, I don't know what's going on. Well, I'll just, you know, I'll system out, print line, you know, some trash just to see where I am. Like, did I hit this method? Did I reach this code? Is this, you know, is this a variable being assigned the way I expected it to be? And then you work from that. And then, you know, as you, you get bigger and you get more data, it starts to get unmanageable and, and essentially logs just become noise and you have to figure out what do I want to keep? What do I want to clean up? Is this relevant? Uh, and then, yeah, eventually you probably have to take out some of that data that you've been printing out because it's a security issue.
0: (laughs) See, see, that's the issue for me is that you, you say like, there's, you know, you can just system out this or system out that. Uh, and where am I? Like, I understand that. I mean, that's why I like interpreted languages, uh, (laughs) you know, because, because I can just do that. Uh, the, the issue with, um. That I've found is that when that practice is uh, sort of implemented without a standard, that that sort of that mentality of just sending things out is done without severity levels. So it's like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it out and I'm just going to log it out, but it's in info. And so then by the time that gets to production, you're like, well, we should just be logging at info, meaning that all, you know, everything in there should be clean and we should only be seeing what we want to see. And then you come to find out that like social security numbers are getting logged to info in this application because it was actually being used to debug it and develop Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I guess I should walk back what I said a little bit. I do agree with Simon where I don't know that you can necessarily log too much. It is more about having those logging level granularities, right? Where... In your trace, great, log everything under the sun, right? In your info, maybe (laughs) think about what you want to log, right? Don't just log everything under the sun. So I think that it really is about having that, you know, having that distinction. And that all kind of comes back to a standard or at least having some sort of logging strategy of what do I need day to day to, you know, to be able to troubleshoot, to be able to identify what's happening in this application. And maybe what do I need at my various levels where I can, you know, kind of turn that, that, that dial and say, yeah, all right, I need debug now. And then when you finally get to it, it's all right. I need trace because I have no freaking clue what's going on.
0: Yeah. And that, that makes sense to me. And so how do we get to that point? Because I think that we've all been in situations where, uh, the wrong information is logged to info or warn, And that debug is not really used because they want that D de- I say they, but, uh, <laughs> product engineering wants that information at like staging when security is, is sort of saying, well, we don't want debug in a staging environment.
1: Yeah. And, and sadly, usually what happens is they'll stop logging at info and log somewhere else where they can actually access the information because it's easier. And and your top priority is to fix whatever is broken, which is, you know, unfortunate, but I mean, standards do exist. Uh, they're not always used. They're not always used well. Um, it's easy to say, hey, I've integrated some logging library like Log4J or, you know, whatever other tool you're using. It's, it's, There's conventions and configurations that are involved with those libraries. You can choose to use them. You can choose to go completely rogue and do whatever the hell you want and log whatever you want. And that's another option. But it, it's all about addressing this like tech debt. You're... you're Performing some behavior, you tend to use in the future, and you, you tend it to be you know maintainable. And you have to realize that things are going to change. Maybe maybe you should stop you know logging the name of the method when you enter that method. Uh, you know maybe maybe that's not the most useful piece of information.
0: I mean, I I like, I mean, I like knowing what method is, is, is being used. Like, I think that some of that stuff is valuable. It's just like, what is valuable in prod versus staging versus development environments? How are those environments used? Mm -hmm. Um, That determines where that is. So if you're developing a log standard, I guess, what is the first thing that you would advise for, you know, from your perspective disciplines to, to do within that log standard? Maybe we can each give like our our two cents there.
1: I mean, it depends on the app to me. Uh, it depends on what what sort of service you're building and what sort of information do you need from that service at any given point. Uh, there's there are services that are that are proxies. They may not do much. They may you know just pass information from one branch to the other. You're probably going to have some pretty pretty heavy request response logging in that you're going to want to see exactly what's going through and and where it's going to. There's other applications that might be logic intensive they may be uh, you know some sort of state machine. you need to know that and you know that's going to start talking about maybe tracing and, and where you know your data points are, are bringing you to. So to, to me it's just what what is the application supposed to be doing and how can we journal that in a way that a developer can read and understand?
0: I mean that that makes sense from a logging perspective but how how do you apply that to a standard if it depends on each application
1: It's tough it's tough you you I mean you usually don't it's usually a complete mess and you've got you know five different developers with different logging mentalities um, some of which are maybe nihilists and will put ridiculous log statements in there for you to figure out later six months time but it's it's tough you got to keep keep your logs clean, keep your code clean.
0: So what, is, so what is that thing that can apply to all of your applications that you're logging? Like from my perspective, there are lists for this, right? It's give me authentication and authorization events, give me input validation failures, output validation failures, success authentication authorization um, successes, um, any application errors, um, runtime errors. You know, those are things that I can... I can attach security value to that I could put into a standard and say, okay, if, if nothing else, make sure that security is getting, uh, all authentication logs. So, you know, from your perspective, what are those, what are those things that you need in every application? And you can't say
1: request response. (laughs) Why not? It's so important you need requests and responses
2: well, not always. <laughs> fundamentally right like you've named a bunch of things there ken but i think it, to me at least it's more about those things and how do those translate to specific logging levels right because it's great to uh, to, to log everything under the sun as we discussed before right but it's then is, what are my warnings? What are my criticals? What are my errors? What's my information? Right. And then from there, you know, obviously down to debug and trace or all whatever your logging framework calls it. But I think that that is one of the more important things where it's less about saying that, I mean, I guess it is important to say, these are the things that should be logged fundamentally, but at the same time, it's almost more important to say what level those things should be logged at, right? Because it's, I, I hate request response, like that it feels like a <laughs> shortcut, but at the same time, it's, it points it is necessary, right? But maybe log in a debug because you don't need it as part of your day-to-day um, or even right. a trace. But yeah, so I mean, I guess that from my perspective, if when it comes to a logging standard, it's more about defining the things that you could log and what level you should log them at, as opposed to necessarily saying, you know, these are the things that shall be logged. Right. It's good to have a starting place. Like what you listed is, or those are all great things, but at the same time, it is also important to understand where they should be logged, but yeah.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Like, so, I mean, I mentioned topics or things to log, but in authentic, so request and response, if I saw that in a development application in a, with a log level of debug, knowing that it's only going, you know, when the application is deployed in debug, it's going to, to work with that, then fine. But I should not be seeing those in production applications in the logs of just every request and response from every application with no parameters. And from an authentication standpoint, in debug, I might log username and password. Or I might log uh, something that is, partic- is sensitive in production, but in production, I want to log, you know, did it, this user tried to log in and it, and, they, and it failed so that I can send those failures to my incident response team and, and try to build some sort of anomaly out of that for them to react to. Like that, that's my ultimate goal is that if if something happens, what I need to know is, is this normal behavior? Or is it abnormal behavior? And then I need to instruct the security team to react to abnormal behavior that is a security issue. I,
1: I, I think your your comment of of abnormal and normal is is huge. It's you you start out with those like cases you never expect to happen, and and you log those as errors, log those as critical, and then you've got that weird gray area of you know the the logging levels of info and warn where you never know if you're ever going to need that. And I think that's where you have to be really careful because it's you when you're debugging that and and i agree it's not something that should be just always in production but going through that you're no longer looking for the outliers you're you're not looking for those large stack traces or errors that say something catastrophic happened it's you know i have these 10 steps that i have to follow and for some reason seven is no longer showing up and that and that's right I, and i'm curious if that like even provides value from your perspective, because that's, again, more of a, you know, going through features and and processes that, you know, your your application is doing, but not necessarily indicating any sort of security issue, or, or maybe I'm wrong.
0: Well, like, security issues can be logical problems. I think part of what we struggle with in security from a logging perspective is we are saying... Uh, clients will always ask, well, what do we log for security? And then I can rattle off all of these things, authentication, input validation, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, But that's, like Jameson said, that doesn't always come across as necessarily valuable because you're like, okay, well, I'm logging those things, but how does that help security? And in the same sense, from, from the application context perspective, security needs to be heavily communicative with development and with DevOps to Mm -hmm. understand what an application is doing so that when you get more mature logging practices, you can start to say, you know, if I'm a banking application, I want to log when someone is uh, transferring money and it, and try to trigger some fraud, um, metric out of that because it's abnormal in the context of our business, if that makes sense. And I think that that's much more advanced and that uh, like requires a, 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 like a business conversation, a development conversation. But really the first question that I'm usually asked from security is what do I log? And it's, it's like an intro conversation and you're trying to say, well, start with these things. And then even within that, you know, Jameson brought up this, you know, I'm going to bring it up again. The same point is like, well, what does that really give me? Okay. I'm logging authentication events. I'm logging authorization events, but how does that, how does that help me? And then it's that communication with the cert team or with the response team to talk about how those contribute to the security posture or how they they contribute to their ability to react to something.
2: Yeah. And I I mean, that's, I think that's important, right? I I think we've, Touched on this a number of times on this podcast is that at the end of the day, you kind of have to tie everything you do back to value, right? And it's not a great <laughs> position to always be in. And I, and it, you know, but that's just kind of human nature of things where you need to uh, have folks understand w- the why they're doing something and not just say, these are the things you have to do, right? Because it, it's more impactful when folks understand why and the, the benefit of doing these things and they're more likely to do them, right? If it's not. Something that they're just being commanded to do, right? So, I think at the at the end of the day, it's it's important for it's important to identify the things that the, I guess that you want to log, but at the same time, you, they, there has to be value behind them. And and I guess the one thing that I was thinking about while you're talking, Ken, though, is um, I have been in situations before where folks say, "Well, I really wish we had logged this," you know, this piece of information, right? And I think that that goes back to Simon's earlier point, where you know, it's important to think. To, to kind of log, not all the things, but almost all the things in at least at some level, because you don't want to necessarily be in a situation where you say, yeah, even if we increase the debug level, right, we're, we're still not going to capture that event, right? So I think at the end of the day, it, it is a tricky situation. Um, and I don't think that it's as, as easy as just saying, here's the full list of everything. It, it requires a little bit of intelligence, a little bit of thinking about, you know, what is a strategy around logging for your, for each application? And and then, kind of going from there,
0: okay, I mean, I think so I'm not necessarily saying that I agree with this, but there is the other approach that you do just log everything, request response, everything that you would log in debug in staging and in prod, and then you control your log access through access control. So we are going to log all the things, but um, we don't what we're gonna we're gonna block access in some way. And only allow access to those logs through some other means, break glass or whatever it might be. Yeah, I mean, like, do you, do you have an opinion on? Do you guys have an opinion on that approach?
2: If you're aware of all the ugly things you're logging, it is an approach, right? Because in your log aggregation tool, you could even filter out those things potentially around, you know, if you're logging SSN, credit card numbers, like EINs, etc. Right? You can start to write log, you know, in case of Logstash or Splunk or whatever your tool is, you can write filters to remove that information. So it's it's not a great approach, but it is an approach, right? And there are compensating controls that you can put in place for taking that approach. But I, I would probably disagree with it just because fundamentally you are creating like a treasure trove of bad information. And it, and it does kind of foster laziness to a certain point where you're saying that like, I'm not actually going to think about what I'm logging. I'm just going to log everything because why not um so i would probably be against that but i mean i i could see i could see where people would do that
1: yeah I, I i agree with you jameson um it i think i think that process could work in a perfect world but usually when you're giving that access to someone it's going to be someone who you know following the checks and balances won't be that familiar with the system because you won't want them to do something that's compromising so you know, and I've seen this in the past. You, what happens is you usually have someone with this very sensitive data now, and they don't know what to do with it because they're unfamiliar with where it's coming from. So that typically leads to heavier conversations with people who know about the system. And the first thing they do is usually send that data over and pretend that it didn't happen, unfortunately. So things get logged right. in chat clients, things get emailed, and then you're, you're basically just completely ruining the point of limiting that, limiting that access.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 with you both on this, right? Um, but it it you know I've seen it suggested as a pathway to more specific logging, um, and I've seen it I've seen it in practice, right? That there we're just going to log all the things and then we're going to heavily restrict access and then pass filtered logs to development teams or whatever as a pathway to get to these more specific logs. But what inevitably ends up happening is you have this it it fosters the laziness that Jameson is talking about where well now we'll just go and get we have the logs. You know, security is is going to fight for that access and um you know, there are there are security teams out there that believe that they should have all of the things and all of the access and so uh you know, yes, it's creating this treasure trove and this this sort of mentality of like um you know, I have all the access to everything and and you just create more problems than you're than you're solving in that way. Yep. But I think if we're going to take the approach and the mentality if we want specific logging that we owe it to 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 people listening to organizations to like give people some place to start it sounds like we are talking about using severity levels and as, even if you're just putting that together assigning what goes into these severity levels so like let's just take the three common warn info debug and you know what are some things that you wouldn't that you would see in debug or like escalate through that you wouldn't want to see in Warn or Info. Is there anything that we can just like give a, you know, an action item? Like if you're gonna start this severity level thing and you're gonna put a hard restriction in for development teams, here's a good place to start.
2: I, I guess I'll take a stab at it. Info, everything is fine. Here's some useful information that says I'm, I'm doing work, right? My DB connections, my, my DQing messages. Web transactions. I'm probably missing a bunch of stuff, etc. Right, Uh, warn. Hey, something's really something's weird, but not enough to break me. Right. That maybe that's your warn level, and then your debug is more of your. Here's my request response. Here is potentially sensitive information. Here is everything uh, that could be useful when things are going awry or during the development process. I guess at a very, very not putting any thought into this at all or very little, uh, that would be kind of my off the cuff answer.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, for me, I would say debug. It's fine to, it's fine to log whatever you want, but never debug in prod ever. That would be like what I would want to go with. Um, warn would probably be, um, detailed error information that gets uh, logged so that would be you know if there's if there's a critical error that is identified maybe that's where a potential a trace comes in or something along those lines and info should be like no real information it should be for me it's almost <laughs> like status codes right like uh, it's good or it's not good uh, but no detail about about necessarily why. So as an example, user logs in, user logged in, it's a success. Maybe you have a username. But anything that gets logged in info should be essentially classified as uh, potentially public data or whatever your data classification is. Um, And WARN is going to be giving you information that you know that you're going to need for critical error. So I usually see that as, how can I react to this in some way? But it shouldn't be used for like an investigation purpose. And then debug is like, okay, I want to repeat whatever I got in warn and info and staging and production uh, in the same way, so that I'll get the debug logs together. And I think the important part for that is that you should be, you should have enough in your warn and info to be able to replicate the issue in uh, in your development environment.
1: Yeah, it's pretty, that's pretty up to par with what I think. I mean, deep, starting with debug, it's it's just barfing the world. It's a dog's brain. Like, red car passed by red ball, blue ball, dog, 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 tree, tree still there, tree still there, tree still there. And then, uh, you know, info. Yeah. Pretty, pretty standard. Uh, I, I I think in, in general bad practice, I think people log more than they should at the info level, but I agree with you, Ken, that it should be really generic process went well, 200, 200, 200, new event, um, nothing specific. And then Warren. Yeah. It's, things that are out of the ordinary that I think require human eyes during non-critical incidents. I think one of my favorite examples is you have a request where maybe you've got an optional field or something, maybe some enum or type that has a new value that you haven't seen before, not necessarily critical you'll survive, you'll manage, but you should probably fix that. Uh, and and a developer's eyes will know what to do with that information.
0: Okay. No, that's fair. I agree with that. I, let me ask you this then, uh, for for both of you, is there anything that you've wanted to log in an application that security has pushed back on you for, um, that we can chat through?
1: Basically every piece of data that I've ever passed through a system.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, like give us an example. So something you wanted to log um, that you felt was like appropriate for info, or even for warn. Since if you know if we want to get into some uh more descriptive levels that security was like you know like we don't want that in in this particular log level
1: yeah i mean financial information always comes to mind there's a lot of uh systems i've worked with in the past that you know the the tracing between them and uh non-sensitive identifiers are are not valuable and you're basically left with, uh, I I need this user's personal information, in or to find any source of connection between this error and and who was hit. And it's those are the type of bugs that are really hard to to, to fix without <laughs> completely pissing off security because you need that information, or else you'll say, hey, like there's this error, or something it happened to someone. I just, I don't know anything more than that.
0: No, I I've, I've I've um no I I think I know what you're talking about. So like you have you want to like trace down something that happened with a specific user, you need their user ID and maybe some other like other point of identification in order to accurately determine like where this problem occurred. And that has to mean that you didn't have like a transaction trace that is a unique identifier for all of these. And that's something that a lot of uh, finance institutions go through because there's a lot of these different software components, APIs, third-party vendors, and that's not unique to any specific company. Where you're trying to piece all these things together and find out where it went because there's nothing that ties together this entire string of this transaction that went through. Yeah, and so security suggestion is going to be well, you need a unique identifier that that ties all these things together. And then you're going to be like, well, we don't have that right now. And we need to know right now. So I, I get that. Um, but that would be my suggestion is like have that unique identifier. So like, let's tease that out. Wh- what prevents um, or what prevents you from putting that together uh, from both sides, DevOps or in product engineering? I don't, what are the complications you face there?
1: I frankly don't think there's enough security review in product engineering with application development. I think a lot of these are just things that are looked over. You start with something really small that seems super innocent. For example, you know, using the primary key in a database as your identifier. That's cool. It's incremental. It'll go up. Uh, that's perfect. It's exactly what I need. If something comes up, I look up that on my table and it's great. And then you start adding sensitive information to your tables and you start logging that. And now you can't use that identifier anymore. There's, right. you you literally just said it yourself. You can use any other form of of you know ID generation, and and it'll solve the same purpose. Uh, you've just unfortunately you you dug, you dug that grave too early, and you didn't get advice from someone who has a different brain than you do. Yeah.
0: Well, one of the ways to solve that, like especially if you're using, um, especially if you're using uh, like sensitive identifiers is to mask the data so that so you make that data not sensitive um at some point and that way uh you let the the data masking or the data encryption handle um handle that it's not a perfect solution but that's one way to like eliminate you know in the interim while you're trying to figure out this transaction tracing uh to to do that is to, to to make that data not sensitive anymore in some way uh, by adding another layer of protection, whether it's encryption or data masking or um, or whatever it might be.
1: And I would I would go back to that same response even with that. I think it's one of those we should we should have listened to you because yeah, you can you can encrypt your data, you can mask it. and typically when something like that is brought up, you have this mass data and something's broken. Cool. Like someone with maybe reserved access can uh, look at the data unencrypted make a judgment call and, oh, I'm sorry, we, we can't do that. We don't have the tools to uh, you know, send this unencrypted to this person that should have access to this. Usually it's you're dealing with a critical issue and you're back to, well, we need to get this fixed, so let's just take a peek real quick. We'll figure out what to do later, and you haven't really fixed anything.
0: Yeah, I would love to get uh, someone on that had that has like that is not my specialty. The Mm -hmm. the like sort of in place data masking, data transformation, any of that. But I would love to get someone on that um, that like has more information in that. They can talk to to everybody about sort of where the security components lie there and and how that might how that might work and how it might help from a functional perspective. Because one of the things I think that we can really do is that you know if if security can input something that protects data and also works to, you know, pr- make the job easier for development teams as opposed to just l- blocking it off and saying, you know, you can't use that identifier, I think it's a more powerful statement. It's like that additive security we talk about, you know, that enablement component of security, that ability to to, uh, to add value to the product as opposed to just serving as a gate. Absolutely. Jameson, anything on your side uh, from logging um, that security puts the puts the hammer down for or you just <laughs> do what you want to do?
2: No, I mean, there's very few things in my world where I would be in a situation where I would be logging sensitive data. I would say the one thing that I, I, I used to see a lot of is folks um, more, more so on the, uh, like, writing like a quick script or something and checking it in to get with like passwords saved and stuff that that's more of where i see more like sensitive data credential exposure than necessarily on the logging side as i said you know a lot of places do that log filtering as, as part of their log aggregation tool and i think that's important but yeah there's very there's been very few times where or actually i can't think of any times where i've gone to security and said hey I really want to log this sensitive data. Will you let me? Um, just because I'm never really in a situation where I, I have that sensitive data, and I have a use case where I need to put it into logging, um, you know, for for other folks to uh, ingest. Yeah. Well, you're typically dealing okay. with
1: our logs, right? Uh, I would, yeah, yeah. the logs that you're writing are probably <laughs> at a little bit of a lower level than <laughs> than what we're dealing with.
2: I'm I'm sitting more on Ken's side here of like uh, these developers logging sensitive data using, you know, social security numbers as correlation IDs and all these other wonderful things, you know, and and there's other ways of doing these things. I get that it's hard. I would say the biggest blocker in general to like things like correlation IDs or data masking is always tech debt. and similar to what Simon said, where you start out and you're like, it's no big deal. We'll just we'll fix it later. Or, you know, it's not even maybe a thought that comes to mind. And then, you know, fast forward. Uh, a few years, maybe a few months. It, it's one of those things where folks are like, "Well, we really should have done this up front, uh, right up front," and and now we, we didn't, <laughs> and now it's too hard. And we right. still won't. <laughs> yeah, and we'll-
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's like I mean, I, I don't want to say impossible, but it. I, we've talked about this before. If you start, you know, cloud native, a lot of the the logging that security wants is some is in some cases going to be there. Uh, especially on the infrastructure side from the cloud service provider or whatever it might be. And so you're, you're starting ahead of the game, but any legacy applications or legacy organization you go into, you're always going to have that they should have done this or they should have done that um, sort of approach to things. So.
2: Yeah. Everything um, is easy in hindsight.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. You're like, ah, you know, I, One of the one of my I hate it when uh, people go in, they're like, Well, you know, we should have done all these things, or they did it wrong, or uh, you know, everyone has a reason for why they they do things. I don't think you know, every anybody goes into it and and, like purposefully is trying to cause problems for other organizations, well, maybe one or two, (laughs) but um, but you know, um, yeah, so I I think that we are, are sort of all on the same page. There is that there's in hindsight, you can always. Look back and say, "Well, you know, so and so should have done done this when they when they worked uh, on this particular project." Um, we are like a little bit over on time, uh, and we've we've had a lot. I mean, we've we've sort of unpacked this a lot. I'm glad I didn't add a second topic at the intro because it would have uh, definitely wouldn't have gotten to it. Any sort of last logging words you want to to talk about or or outro with?
2: Logs should be, uh, like, as far as timestamps, should be in UTC.
0: <laughs> Log timestamps should be in UTC.
2: UTC is the one true time zone. Got
1: UTC it. is the way to be. Yes. That no. literally is the only thing important about this entire conversation.
0: <laughs> Simon, anything from, from you, uh, you know, logging outro?
1: I mean, be careful with your logs. If you're a product developer out there, you're basically holding a hand grenade tied to a dictionary (laughs) that holds the truths of the world. Use it wisely. Hand
0: grenade tied to a dictionary. I like it. That might be the name of this episode. All right. (laughs) Um, Cool. All right. So just um, a reminder to everyone, uh, if you are listening and enjoying what you're listening to, uh, leave us a review. Uh, and and let us know how we're doing or if there's anything that you want us to talk about, uh, you can always contact us on Twitter at R2DSO uh, or you can send an email uh, to security at R2DSO.com if with any questions or feedback that you want to throw our way. Thank you for listening and thank you guys for giving us your opinions on logs. We'll see you all next time.